0: It's episode 409, and I want to talk about Netflix and cycling. Let's cue that intro. The big question is this How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to a Roadman cycling podcast, my precious solo cast, I'm finally getting a chance to have a little intimate conversation with you all, it's been full gas on the interviews folks, Uh, yesterday's interview was an absolute cracker, gunned my head on the ground, forced to pick my favourite ever episode, I would probably say yesterday's episode with Nick Kumalasas, special force operative. Was my even saying that? How cool does that sound? Special force operative. It sounds like something out of a Steven Seagal movie, except Steven Seagal. I. It was like finding out Steven Seagal wasn't. Uh, it was like finding out Santa Claus wasn't real when I found out they had to speed up Steven Seagal's kung fu moves. It was just. It was shocking. I, I'm not. I'm not right to talk about it still. But what I do want to talk about is Netflix getting involved in cycling. If anyone has had a chance to watch the Netflix Drive to Survive, I think they're up to season three now. It's absolutely cracking. I was not a Formula One sport. I'll be a com- Formula One fan. I'll be completely honest with you. I used to watch it a little bit back in the day with my dad when Damon Hill and stuff and Michael Schumacher were racing. But I haven't been following it for the last few years. And I managed to catch up, it was when I was in Girona in November, December, and I caught COVID and I was forced indoors with nothing to do and I binge watched Drive to Survive And it just happened to coincide with the final race of the 2021 Formula One season, where Max Verstappen edged out Lewis Hamilton in this epic... I didn't really understand what was going on because it was some safety car, weird rules, but it was epic. It was absolutely epic, and it was in trawling. And since then, I've been absolutely glued to it. And the new season of Drive to Survive came out, and I've absolutely loved that as well. Sidebar, but if you're looking for something cool to watch on Netflix, I would highly recommend that. Now, that has been such a catalyst for growth in Formula 1. These things are always difficult to measure. But one statistic from ESPN, since 2019, when the uh, Drive to Survive first aired, they reckon the Formula 1 audience tuning in to Formula 1 races on ESPN has doubled. Doubled. That's absolutely huge. It's produced by a company called box to box Films. Now, box to box have just done a deal with the ASO. ASO are the company who governs a lot of the French races, including Tour de France, Paris-Nice, Paris-Roubaix. They're the big boys, they're the big hitters. Now, box to box have done a deal with them, and the deal is going to center around eight World Tour teams. And it's going to take place, the filament, or a bulk of the filament, it's going to take place at this year's Tour de France. And it's going to air in May 2023. Seems like a long time away, but it's only one summer away. Now, the teams signed up for this are Yumbo Visma, EF Education, Step, uh, Groupama, FDJ, Ineos, AG2R, alpecin and & Fenix, and Movistar. And I think it's going to be absolutely fascinating. And I know there's been a couple of critics who came out. Patrick Lefevre came out, and uh, here's a quote from, "'I've now pledged verbally to be involved, but with moderate enthusiasm and reservations. "'If the fee for the teams doesn't go up in the future, it won't be worth the squeeze.'" Like, honestly, the squeeze, I can see it being very, very limited. A small bit of extra media stuff. They're doing media stuff anyway. And this is just an example of the old school cycling gatekeeper standing in the way of progress. Cycling is a sport with a bad return on investment model for sponsors. We shouldn't even call it sponsorship. We should call it philanthropy at the moment. Because from what I can see, sponsors get virtually nothing back. I try, and, you know, it's a domestic sometimes with Sarah. I try at nauseam to buy cooking products from Bora, to buy vacuums from it was the vacuum company, Bissell that was involved a couple of years ago. You know, if I have to get the floors done, it's gonna be quick step floors. But Most of the time, I don't know what these companies do. I really don't know what these companies do. And it'd be a push for Citroën to be my next car. So as much as I try to give back as a devout follower of the sport, there is very little in terms of payback to these teams. So something like this, bringing in massive media exposure to all these brands is absolutely brilliant and it should be welcomed and it should be encouraged. I do have one concern or one reservation. Cycling is a difficult sport to understand at the best of times. If this was Formula 1, it, you know, it was Formula 1, it's pretty easy. It's first man across the line. If this was gravel racing, it's pretty easy, first man across the line. But with cycling, we have quite a weird... Try explain. I heard Alex Hell was trying to explain cycling versus trying to explain gravel races. Gravel races, like 200k, and you have to bring your own snacks, first across the line wins... <laughs> Now explain the Tour de France. So you have this general classification battle for the fastest cumulative time over three weeks. But now you have a young rider classification for the fastest cumulative time over three weeks for a rider under 25. Although most of the GC guys are actually under 25 anyway. We have a climbing competition. We have a sprint competition. But then we have team competitions within that. So you have the three weeks of racing, but then you have a race each day. And the intermediate sprints during the day as well. These things live and die by being able to be understood and be able... The engagement levels being razor sharp with the general audience. This is not a show for the niche public. It's not streaming on GCN Plus. It's streaming on Netflix. So to do that, they're going to have to quite succinctly capture what cycling is about. And I know from onboarding Sarah into the cycling world that it took hours of sitting down watching races. At the start, she thought I was a madman. Like, she'd be looking at me going, why are you sitting there for four hours... Watching guys cycling, there's nothing going on. It's literally like watching people cycling on the bike path. And to understand the tactics and the role of a domestic in a team, the role of the different types of domestic in a team, it's a nuanced understanding of the sport. And it's a nuanced understanding that it takes years for some people to develop and grow to a point where they can enjoy a bike race. So my fear with that is either A, they try and go and capture that and they lose a lot of audience, or B, they come up with some sort of reductionist plot line, which loses a lot of the essence of why we as lovers of the sport have fallen in love with it. And then one absolute outside one, which will be a total calamity for cycling, is if they cover the Tour de France and we have a doping controversy at the Tour de France, that will be a death nail in cycling. So... I don't know how. There's obviously increased incentives, I would say, in terms of the media profile that a rider is going to get for winning the Tour de France. Increased, and it's normally massive, but it's increased even from that massive level. So, honestly, I I just pray that we don't get a dope and controversy at that because it will absolutely hammer cycling to its core, and I don't know how we come back from that. But I am absolutely thrilled to see what it's going to do. I'm thrilled to see what it's going to do from a selfish point of view for like podcast listenership. I'm thrilled to see what it's going to do from the coaching company point of view. It's just brilliant for the entire cycling ecosystem. And it's an exciting time to be a part of this sport. When I got started in cycling, I remember the internet wasn't really, it hadn't got any mainstream adoption. Like you queue up at an internet cafe to go in and check the internet. And cycling clubs definitely hadn't got websites. And I couldn't even find out where to go and meet up with people to go for a cycle. So I just rode on my own for a long time. And I contrast that now with kids trying to come into the sport now. And we've such a wealth of information, you know, from podcasts to Instagram feeds to YouTube channels. And now this Netflix thing, it's a really, really exciting time to be involved in the cycling ecosystem. Rob, man, I hope you enjoyed that little, little look into what's coming this summer in the Tour de France. And I haven't decided yet if I'm going to do a Tour de France podcast i do love the daily tour de france podcast maybe pop me a message over on instagram and let me know if you think i should do one it's roadman.cycling pop me a message over there i'm on the fence i'm on the fence because i'm absolutely loving bringing you these interviews and some of the interviews i've got lined up in the coming weeks like who have i got coming up i have ashton Lambie uh coming up pretty soon ashton is the world champion in the pursuit and the only rider ever to go under four minutes for four kilometers that's coming up tomorrow i have matt stevens on next week which is brilliant and i have dr john DiMartini next week as well which is an absolute cracker of an interview as well so it's all go 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 on the roadman podcast folks thank you for tuning in and i'm gonna be back tomorrow with the ashton Lambie interview talk to you then roadman Roadman, thank you for listening to today's episode of the Roadman Cycling Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm asked all the time how listeners can support the podcast. Well, there's a number of ways you can support the podcast. As I mentioned at the outset, Patreon is an easy way to support it. But if you don't feel like subscribing on Patreon or you can't afford to subscribe on Patreon, a really easy way to support the podcast is simply sharing it with a friend. Take the episode link and sharing it into WhatsApp groups, into club Facebook groups, and just helping to spread the Roadman Ward. You can follow me and you can find me over on Instagram. Our handle on Instagram, it's roadman.cycling or we have a new TikTok account where we're taking extracts from the podcast and posting them over there on Roadman Cycling Podcast is the handle there. Really for all things Roadman Cycling, the Mission Control is our main website, which is newly launched and that's on roadmancycling.com. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. They make such a huge difference or if you're not on Apple, you can leave the review anywhere where you listen to the podcast. Roadmen, have a great day and ride safe.